Coming up on Lockdown Bearcats, I was struck by something that was written in ESPN about the Bearcats season last year. I'll touch on that. Plus, something that was said from the men's basketball program regarding playing in a postseason tournament, not the NCAA tournament, because the Bearcats unfortunately did not make it. I'll touch on that and what the Bearcats need to do to make the NCAA tournament next year. It's all coming up on Lockdown Bearcats. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you very much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Shifts at Apple First, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, you name it. Alex Frank here with you. Google and Stitcher, I guess, are included in that as well. It is a Wednesday, March the 16th of 2022. The NCAA tournament is in full swing. Two, two. First four games tonight, Wright State and Bryant. We'll tip things off at 640, and then Rutgers and Notre Dame will tip things off approximately 27 to 30 minutes after that game from UD Arena in Dayton, Ohio. So I was struck by something that um, switching gears to football, because unfortunately with the Bearcats not in the NCAA tournament, I'm going to turn this conversation back to football. So I was struck by something. I was struck by something that Bill Connolly of ESPN had written. And Bill Connolly writes for ESPN, and he he wrote something. He did an AAC preview for this coming year, and he re- he recapped last season. You know, because when you read something like this, when you read a preview, you obviously you know include some backstory to give those who don't understand, maybe forget. You just you just include a backstory. That's just a natural habit of journalists. So. He wrote something about the Bearcats last year, and it says in part, the Bearcats charged to their second straight unbeaten regular season, scoring a marquee win over Notre Dame and nearly losing focus down the stretch before holding it together. That's accurate. They beat Houston by 15 in the AAC championship game to reach 13-0, and thanks in part to three power conferences crowning two lost champions, thereby leaving the CFP committee with no choice But to include them, the Bearcats secured the honor of playing Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. What a pathetic statement. I'm sorry. You know, I've been told, Lance McAllister said this, and and many people have told me this, and and I understand, and I'm understanding it more. Sometimes the way you say things, whether spoken or written, can tell you a lot about how you feel about something. The way you write something, as is this case, or the way you say something. See, you can say something just to say it. You can say something um, to make a point. You can say something to, you know, praise someone, criticize. There are many ways to say anything. And you can interpret it. See, journalism, the first, the first objective of journalists 
is the truth. Now, whether or not some journalists 100% uphold to that is subjected to each journalist. That's actually a terrible statement. See, I just did it. Journalism's first objective is to the truth. But as I learned in journalism, the method is objective because nobody can be completely objective. Everybody has opinions. Even when you're writing a factual piece, there is opinion in it. This is not some scientific lab report where everything is technical. No, there is opinion in journalism. And Bill Connolly, what he's saying is, the Bearcats by default made the college football playoff. Now, you may agree with that. A fan of a Power 5 conference, Ohio State, believe me, I took a lot of crap from Ohio State fans last year. I'm sure many Bearcats fans did. Oh, you're the little brother still in Ohio. You could never beat us. Whatever. Maybe they're right. But they didn't beat Michigan. And they didn't beat Oregon. Michigan looked terrible in their orange in their playoff semifinal against Georgia. Oregon didn't even make a New Year's Six Bowl. They didn't even win their conference championship. They got crushed by Utah twice in a three-week span. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, and they went 13-0. They also went to Indiana and won, which I consider a good win. The Bearcats did not get in the college football playoff by default. Sure, some things happened that allowed the Bearcats to get in. I will not deny that. But I will not accept the fact that the Bearcats got in the college football playoff because the committee had no choice. Right there is Power 5 bias, and that the American Athletic Conference and any group of five conference, MAC, Sunbelt, Mountain West, Conference USA, and I'm missing one, American, MAC, Conference USA, Sunbelt, and the Mountain West. I just named there. There's your five. They will never get the same benefits and the same credit And the same recognition as the Power Five conferences. Cincinnati making the college football playoff is not going to raise it's not going to raise the conference's standards. Or the conference it's not going to raise the conference's pedigree and credibility. It's not. The Bearcats are in the American Athletic Conference because no Power Five conference would take them after they after the Big East separated, and dismantled. That's the reason why the Bearcats are in the American Athletic Conference. Conference USA has been around since 95. The MAC's been around since, I believe, the 40s or 50s. The American Athletic Conference formed in 2013. And you want to know why it's in the way, in the shape it is. Because it's just a bunch of teams slopped together from Conference USA which is all over here, and the Big East up here stayed. And the teams from all over the country went to the American. The American is primarily of Conference USA teams. Cincinnati does not deserve to be in this conference. But going back to what Bill Connolly said, I don't believe the Bearcats got in by default. I believe the Bearcats earned it. Because no other team 
Beside, because besides Alabama and Georgia, you could argue Cincinnati was the third best team in college football last year. Michigan made a late push at the end of the season. Give them credit. They should have been the number one seed in the college football playoff. Now they got now they were ranked higher than Cincinnati because they got um, the benefit of the doubt playing in the Big Ten. And a win over Ohio State, who was number two at the time, was automatically going to warrant them the number two spot in the eight, in the playoff rankings leading into champ week. But outside of Alabama and Georgia, who was the third best team in the country? Ohio State? They had some early season struggles, and they lost to Michigan by 15, and they should have lost the Rose Bowl to Utah. Okay? Michigan, you could say that. Only loss in the regular season was a four-point loss in Michigan State, who went on to play in the Peach Bowl. That's fine. They beat Ohio State. They beat um, they beat Ohio State um, to end the regular season. They crushed Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. If you want to say Michigan, that's fine. Cincinnati and Michigan would have been a really interesting matchup. I think that would have been a really close game. A, a really good battle in the trenches. You want to say Michigan was the third best team? Fine. But outside of those two teams... Who else can you say was the best team after Alabama and Georgia? You can say Cincinnati, but you can't say Utah. Certainly not Michigan State. Certainly not Pitt. Certainly not Wake Forest. Certainly not Baylor. Maybe. Ole Miss? No. Cincinnati lost one game. The Bearcats were the only undefeated team in the college football playoff. So you can say that the committee had no choice to put him in. And if Bill Connolly is citing college football playoff, the, the CFP committee's bias towards Power 5 teams, fine. Again, that's his opinion. He's saying he agrees with it. I'm saying to you, I don't. Cincinnati earned every bit of that playoff berth. They went to Notre Dame and won. They swept conference play, crushed UCF, crushed SMU, who was really good. Beat ECU by 22 on the road. An ECU team that had a really solid season. Beat Houston by 15 in the conference championship game. And that Houston team was a top 20 team in the country. Easily. No way in hell is that correct. That the Bearcats got in by default. My viewpoint is the Bearcats earned it. If you want to say to me that they earned it because some Power 5 teams lost... Fine. Sometimes it's chaos. You still have to win the games. You have to take advantage of the opportunity given to you. Now, if Ohio State and Clemson were better than they were this year, if the Pac-12 had a champion that that only had one loss, then, okay, maybe Cincinnati wouldn't have gotten in because then it would be an indictment on the conference, not necessarily the team or the program. The Bearcats... Elevate the American Athletic Conference. As soon as this, as soon as Cincinnati leaves this conference, it's going to go in the toilet. I am telling you right now, and I have a lot of respect for Mike Oresco. The American has some years been really good, 2019. Some years has been really good in basketball, 2019, 2018. Some years it's been good. But UConn left, 
Basketball sucks in that conference. Wichita State elevated it a little bit, but Houston's going to leave. Conference takes a hit. Snotty's going to leave. Football will take a hit. But what Bill Connolly wrote, he's telling you he agrees with the college football playoffs, power five biases, and I don't. Then, another comment that was mentioned recently. Coming from within the Bearcats men's basketball program, an unidentified source or an unnamed source said something about the Bearcats not playing in the NIT or the CBI. It stood out to me. And it could be starting the narrative or the script for next season. I'll touch on that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first... I need to tell you about Stack Hero because I love and I hate those buzzer beaters. The drama, but oh, the pain when you are on the other side of it. I experienced it in 2016 as a Tar Heels fan growing up against Villanova. That's what happened in the 2016 National Championship game. I needed North Carolina to win because I was a fan. And, well, they decided not to defend the inbound pass. And that was pathetic defense. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums piss the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. You can start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pickem games, They also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So, for instance, tonight you can take any lineup of players from Wright State or Bryant or Wyoming, Indiana, maybe um, Terrence Trace Jackson from the Hoosiers, Here's the game that you're going with and why you're choosing that lineup. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash lockdown. Promo code lockdown. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so I've told you now what you can do with Stat Hero, but that's a lot of thinking you got to do. You got to apply some fuel to your brain. Well, this may be the time of year that you, I certainly have, have pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. But maybe with March Madness now here and Stat Hero and run your pool, maybe this is the time that you're going to stick to your resolution and eating right, thanks to Bill Farr. Because it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I, for one, enjoy eating them. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with bees. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Bilt Bars only contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs each, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Yes, sir. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they will make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. 
At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th. Well, that day already passed. Today, you can check it out. Right here on the Locked On Bearcats podcast feed and YouTube channel, college basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. This is the last day you can check out that show. First round action starts tomorrow of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, this is John Rothstein <laughs> um, reminded everybody that the first round of the tournament is tomorrow and St. Patrick's Day is also tomorrow. So it's going to be a lot of fun, especially, I mean, Notre Dame <laughs> is going to Dayton and Dayton is crazy on St. Patrick's Day. I, I experienced it last year. So, and by experienced it, it was me chauffeuring my mom and aunt. So I, I went to play golf that day. So there's that for you. Um, I, I do celebrate. I, I do like St. Patrick's Day. I went to a St. Patrick's Day celebration last year at Clemson. Ain't Patty's Day is what it's called because they were on spring break during the actual holiday. So I got to experience St. Patrick's Day at Clemson. That was a lot of fun. A lot of green. A lot of green was involved that day. Anyway, so the Bearcats are not going to the NCAA tournament. And it sucks. For many reasons that I've already mentioned. One, because my first two years, they did. They were a top 25 team. And I got used to them going to the NCAA tournament. They are a staple of the NCAA tournament. Two, because it's fun. Selection Sunday is fun. What team, which team is playing who? You know, what, you know, where is this team going? Or, you know, what does this region look like? Can they make it to the Sweet 16? Oh, that's a tough first-round matchup. Eh, I don't know. It's fun. I mean, personally, I, I need a team to root for in this tournament. I'm going Arizona. I'm going to pick Arizona. I love the way they played. I watched them play the Pac-12 championship on Saturday night against UCLA. I love the way they play. They play together. They, they can, they've got so many guys who can score. And they have seven different nationalities represented on their team. Seven. That's pretty cool. I'm going to root for them in the tournament. And, and Tommy Lloyd, first-year head coach, has Arizona as the second number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That's pretty cool, too. But it does suck that the Bearcats aren't in the tournament. Because when your alma mater's in the tournament, it's fun. Like, this is fun. You know, your alma mater's going to the NCAA tournament. They showed Longwood is going for the first time. And, you know, they got players taking videos on their cell phones. And my mom's like, I'm watching the selection show with my mom and cousin on Sunday. And my mom goes, you know, they don't even care who they're playing. They're just happy to be in the dance. I'm like, yeah, that's true. If I'm a member on Longwood, I'm like, yeah, bring on Tennessee. I'll take it. If Brian, who's never been to the NCAA tournament... If they beat Wright State tonight, they're going to be ecstatic to play Arizona. Oh, trip to California? Maybe even if they lose, spend the weekend out there? Now, remember, bring an extra pair of underwear or socks, because if you win, you're staying out there. <laughs> if I'm a head coach of a team who's a 15 or 16 seed or a 14 seed, I'm, I'm telling my players exactly that. Pack as if you're playing Sunday. That's what I would say. That'll get them really riled up, I think. Excuse me. So there was a tweet put out by Chad Brendel. 
You know Chad Brendel. If you listen to Lockdown Bearcats, and if you're a Bearcats fan, alum, fan, you know Chad Brendel. Good friend of mine. Um, when we when I worked at Bearcast Media. So Chad Brendel, if I can go back and find this tweet, because he tweets a crap ton of stuff. Um, so there was... Um, Chad Brendel said there was a source within the program. If I can find this. There was a source within the program when asked about playing in the uh, CBI or the NIT. I'm going to find it here. Um, there was a source who was asked that question. Now, I'm not going to say the curse word that was said because I don't I don't want to say that here on this show. Source confirms to Bearcat journalist Cincinnati will not be participating in a postseason tournament. You're one of the West Miller era has reached the end of the road. Now, there was another tweet, and I'm going to try and find it. Um, why is he's tweeting a lot about Bob Castellini? Um. Oh, I'm having trouble finding it. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, but there was a tweet that said someone within the program says we don't part- we don't play in that blank. S H I T. We don't play in that blank. And I think that says a lot. Because there are those who have been involved with the program not necessarily within a coaching role or a player role, or maybe they did. But this was not a coach. This was not a player. The coaching staff is new. But there are those within the program that have been here when Cincinnati was a top 25 team. Cincinnati at one point was fourth in the Big East Conference. I'm talking the Big East as we knew it. Now, the Big East has survived. The Big East is thriving. They have multiple teams in the NCAA tournament. Providence, Creighton, Villanova, Seton Hall, Marquette. I might have missed a team. Did I mention UConn? Providence, UConn, Villanova, Creighton, Marquette, Seton Hall. They got like they got six teams in the dance. I mean, they're doing something right. But Cincinnati at one point was playing on Big Monday against Syracuse, number four in the country. This is January of 2012, January 23rd, 2012. Yeah. I mean, the the, the 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 program has just fallen off since the conference the conference realignment and now McCronin leaving for UCLA. Brighter days are ahead, but it does suck that Cincinnati is not playing in the NCAA tournament. It does suck. I better charge my laptop then before I lose power. So, this is going to be interesting. Another lesson in life is to come prepared, which I, for one, did not. Maybe that's what I get for sleeping until 10. Most days I don't. Okay, there you go. Now all of a sudden, I mean, I want to plug in. 
There we go. Anyway, the Bearcats program from 10 years ago, this, this program was in the Sweet 16. They had Sean Kilpatrick as an emerging star. They were doing well in the Big East, and then they just were on the wrong end of conference realignment. And the problem is when you aren't 28-6 and six every year, you're not going to the NCAA tournament. You're not going to go to the NCAA tournament with an 18-15 and 15 record in the American Athletic Conference. You aren't even discussed. This is a program that is nationally acclaimed. This is a program that has won two national championships. They weren't good in the 70s and 80s. They were really good in the 90s. And they built their way up into the Big East. That's what they did. Bob Huggins built that program into what it is. And they just have fallen off. Because now they're not even a good team in a mid-major conference. And that's why like, I give a lot of credit to Gonzaga playing in the West Coast Conference year in and year out. They are winning 30 games now. Back-to-back years, number one overall seed. Cincinnati back-to-back years has missed the tournament. And it sucks. Because yes, they are stuck in mid-major conference purgatory. But this is a program that is better than a mid-major conference. This is a program that used to dominate conference play year in and year out. Back in Conference USA, back in the Americans. So you can say they, they, they lost out. But, the, but it does suck when you're not in the NCAA tournament. Because it's fun. Like, who you're going to play, you know, you're going you're, you're gonna to make fun of the mascot. You're going to, you know, find something about the players that are silly. You're going to razz them about him from the stands. You're going to, um, you know, look at your region and say, well, we can win this game. And, yeah, I can talk myself into them winning that game. When your team misses out and they're just not very good, it's hard. And the Bearcats, for nine straight years, were a mainstay. I think we got used to them going to the NCAA tournament every year, checking bracketology every single day, you know, looking at everything. You know, where are they going to go out west? Where are they going to play close to home? Which my first two years they did. And 2020, who knows? But now it's like, where is this program going to go? Can they get back to the tournament? I think they can And if you have someone within your program saying we're not going to play in the NIT or CBI and call it SHIT, that tells you this program has standards. And I think it's going to force Wes Miller, which I think he's going to do anyway, to get this program back to where it belongs. How can they do that? I'll touch on that next year on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, for example? And you can and you have to wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when choosing Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. 
Their prices are reliably their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank here with you on this Wednesday, March 16th of 2022. All right, so how can the Bearcats get back to the NCAA tournament as early as next year? Because there are standards in this tournament. Now, the other side of this is you can say, well, if we're not going to the NCAA tournament, we're certainly not going to play in the NIT or CBI. What's the point of that? I think I think what was said is because this program has NCAA tournament standards. Cincinnati is a basketball school still in the in the in the historical text. The present is football. And by the way, the city is present. It's present is football town. I dare anyone to tell me after what the Reds did Monday to tell me that this city's a baseball town still. I dare anyone to tell me that. And you can have your reasons, and I will listen to them, and I will respect them because historically it is, and there are still baseball purists and diehards that no matter what the Reds do will still support them. Sarah Elise is one of them. I wonder what she thinks. From 700 WLWs, I wonder if Sarah's on board with this city now being a football town. I am I am all in. Did you see what the Bengals did Monday? It was the complete opposite of what the Reds did. Spoiler alert. So how can the Bearcats get back to the NCAA tournament? Because that would make winters a lot more exciting following the Super Bowl. Because now we got to find stuff to talk about with spring practice and Roster projections and basketball news. And, well, we got Bearcats baseball who's doing all right. A little bit of a slump right now, but they'll get out of it. So what the Bearcats need to do is Wes Miller needs to recruit. And I think this year he's going to have the luxury of really putting together a roster. He's got players who want to play for him. That's fine. But now it's just like, okay. What can we we need to we need to get stronger? We need to get more physical. We need an identity. Because if we're going to compete with Houston and Memphis, we need an identity. We need to be physical. If this conference has any identity, it's that. And there's been a, and there's been an identity of that over the years. This conference of one this conference of one season had four teams make the NCAA tournament 2019. So this conference you can you can win in this conference. Is it fun? No, because I remember when I toured UC in 2015, I looked at their football schedule and I'm like, who the hell are these teams? Cincinnati's in this conference? What are we doing? So the first I think the first thing is they need to take a good look at the roster. Know what the roster is going to be before the summer workouts start. Then, okay, who can we get in the transfer portal? Can we get a stretch four? Can we get can we get a physical guard? You know, I'm not. I don't mean any disrespect to Mike Saunders or Mason Madsen or um any other young player. I don't. Micah Adams Woods, who's been here for three years. I don't mean any disrespect towards them. 
But what I'm seeing is a team that's just not equipped to play with the big boys in this conference like they once were. They're running out just a loose collection of guys. They need big physical players. Guards who are willing to drive to the hoop. Willing to get tough rebounds. Get on the floor to create extra possessions. Big men who are willing to back another big man down. Willing to do the dirty work underneath like a Nasir Brooks or Kyle Washington or Trey Scott. Or even to some degree, Elioso Semi. If you don't have those on your roster right now, go out and get somebody. You brought back in Mike Rayfeld for a reason. He needs to get that team beefed up in the in the monster factory. Because it clearly didn't because they clearly weren't big enough this year. I'm not blaming that on Mike. I'm not gonna do that. But this team wasn't big enough this year to compete. Hence they took 33s a game. If you're taking 33s a game, I don't think you have an identity. Some teams do. Purdue is an exception because they lead the they lead the country three point shooting. If you're not a good three-point shooting team, don't take 33s a game. Get bigger. Get more physical. The talent is not there right now. The talent was there in 2020. It was there in 2019. It was certainly there in 2018. They may not not have had the best player in the country in 2018 or 2019 or 2020, but they had a lot of really good players. That team in 2018, Gary Clark, Jacob Evans, Kyle Washington, Jaron Cumberland. Those were four really good players. Gary Clark and all first team. Gary Clark was player of the year in the conference. Jacob Evans was a first team all AAC. Kyle Washington was all AAC second team. Jaron Cumberland was sixth man of the year as a freshman. Co-sixth man of the year. That pro, That team... Would run out, would run out onto the floor, and they had a chance to win every single night. They were big, they were tough. This team doesn't have those right now. They're not. They're, they don't have that toughness element to them. They're not big. This program can get back to where it was. I have total confidence. But it starts. But the luxury this year that West Miller is going to have is he's going to have the the luxury of looking over the roster. He's got a roster in place. He's got guys who want to play for him. Now go out and either A, beef this roster up in terms of, you know, getting them in the weight room and getting bigger and stronger and more physical, or saying, you know what, let's go help ourselves. Let's go get someone in the transfer portal because that does work. You saw Kentucky with Oscar Shibway. You saw Duke with Theo John. You're seeing Power 5 programs going out and getting transfers to come and play for them. That's what Xavier went out and got Jack Nungy from Iowa. Now, obviously, they didn't make the tournament, but still, you're seeing them do it. You're seeing other programs around the country doing it. That is how that is how it is in today's college basketball. Just how you win with free agent acquisitions in the NFL. The Bengals, look at what they did last year and so far this year. Baseball, the same way. Message to Bob Castellini if he's listening. There are ways to fix this program. Will the Bearcats do these things that I'm saying they should? If they do, maybe they can go back next year. That's it for me today. More tomorrow. We'll get back to some football news, hopefully. Excuse me. 
spring practice rolls on NCAA tournament starting, excuse me, uh, first round starts tomorrow. Thank you for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore with two N's. I'm sorry, AlexFrank9 underscore. I'm really getting sidetracked. And email me at alex3frankiegmail.com. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen every day. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll be back tomorrow on St. Patrick's Day.